Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. We have a special podcast for you today because Manda was in the Netherlands attending an escape room conference called Up the Game. It sounded like a lot of fun as she meets enthusiasts and owners from around the world as she gives her first impressions of this whirlwind trip. Let's start with day one. Hello, it's Manda here. I am in the Pearson Airport, the Toronto Pearson Airport. At the beginning of my grand and epic journey to the Netherlands to go to up the game. And I'm speaking very quietly because I tried this earlier and got many stares. I probably shouldn't care about them, but oh well. Anyway, so I, I'm only recording now because I got here so early, in fact, that they don't even know where I should be checking in my bags right now. <laughs> so I have a little bit longer to go. My flight leaves at 9 p.m. It is currently like 5 p.m. I got here at 3.30, so I am just killing time and getting a little more and more nervous, but excited. Yay! So yeah, not much to report, but I think it's funny only because I am here Errol early, like the ultimate Errol early. I'm very proud of myself for that. All right, see you in a bit. Hello, everybody. Amanda back here, still talking quietly. I have made it past the security. I don't have anything illegal on me, which is great. And I am just waiting for my flight to Iceland. Holy crap, it's actually happening. I'm going to be in another country. Yeah, so funny thing, I I was so prepared. I was hanging out. I got my boarding pass. I hung out at gate B19. I was ready at gate B19. There was a bar nearby. I went and hung out at the bar and luck had it that two guys at the bar were into escape rooms so of course I got into an intense discussion about escape rooms and about up the game with them and they both lived in Toronto so of course I was recommending escape rooms up the wazoo to them and it was a great time and then I I said I had to go because I looked at the time I figured "Eh, now's a good time to get back to my gate even though it was right nearby and that was when I discovered that the gate had actually been changed for my flight so I had to run back to the other end of the terminal and I am here now and I see that my flight is listed and all is well and I'm super excited and can't wait to get on the plane it's been like I've only been on a plane once and that was 10 years ago and so I've pretty much forgotten what it's like I'm a complete Canadian bumpkin about all of this poor the poor security people i'm sure they deal with this all the time i just kind of stood there until they told me what to do and one of them like i just you know i kind of over exaggerated how much i should probably weigh my check my you know carry-on package they didn't need to so anyway waiting here but i thought i found it really exciting that i was able to still talk about escape rooms to two people one of them was the bartender he was awesome he had done the casaloma once and wanted to discuss them and the other one uh, was on his way to edmonton but he had done mystery escapes at young and dundas and we we kind of commiserated about the experiences there and he thought he was dumb i assured him he was not (laughs) they were just very poor designs but anyway So uh, I think I'll leave it at that for now. I just kind of wanted to tell the stories as I'm going along. We'll see how that goes. And I will probably be chatting again. If not on the plane, then 
after the plane. Ideally, I might be able to lie to record my reaction to flying on a plane, but I'll probably be too scared to do that. So here we go. Bye bye. Hello again. This is Amanda checking in, and I am officially in Amsterdam. And it was my full intention to do multiple checks along the way, like when I got to Iceland and when I actually arrived at uh, Schiphol Airport. But wow, it was kind of actually a whirlwind. Uh, when I got to Iceland, I basically had just enough time to get to my next flight. And when I got to the, and I didn't want to like you know record in the air on the airplane with everybody so silent. And then when I got to the airport, I kind of had to rush to Central Station. And thank goodness I live in a city because I can actually somewhat navigate train systems. Huzzah! So I'm in Central Station. This is awesome. This is like the first time I've been able to stop and kind of take things in. I am super excited. I am looking for Julia, Juliet and Ariel who are supposed to meet me here. And we're kind of uh, going back and forth on a WhatsApp group. They've told me to meet them at this uh, bakery. Uh, I think it's pronounced Brodsak, I think. I know that the double O in Dutch is pronounced O, possibly. So yeah, I, but yeah, I figured while I'm waiting for them and while I'm checking up on them, the flight was actually pretty darn smooth. I was a complete Canadian bumpkin. I was amazed at everything around me. I actually loved it when the plane turned. I loved looking at the ocean and Greenland. Um, Iceland was pretty cold. It was three degrees Celsius. So I was quite happy to arrive in, in the Netherlands where it's like 22 degrees Celsius. And yeah, and so if, if all goes according to plan, I will be playing an escape room in about an hour and a half. So this first day here is quite whirlwindish. I've, oh, I feel a little ill. I'm six hours ahead of where I'm supposed to be at now. I've never experienced jet lag. I've never been across the ocean. So I am kind of suffering for it now but right now I'm kind of running on adrenaline because I'm really excited and I'm just yeah I've already spotted like Canadian things which is kind of hilarious to me so anyway I should go for now and when I meet up with Juliana and Ariel hopefully I will we will chat then okay so I'm here finally with Juliana and Ariel we finally met up and we are now and Mike! Mike, yes, sorry! <laughs> the husband! <laughs> and both of us. Both of them, yes. <laughs> yes. We're basically married to each other. He's like my husband-in-law. Exactly, exactly. So we're on a train to go to uh, an escape room. We're going to do two. And they are the lab and girls' room, yes. I think. Escape room Nederlands. And, or escape Nederlands, I think it's called. I think it's escape room Netherlands. Yeah. Okay. Netherlands. Yeah. That's more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so how we we sort of started talking. I'm like, wait, wait, wait! I have to get out the microphone. How has your experience been so far of Amsterdam? It's been amazing. We landed at nine yesterday. Did our nine a.m. So your name just. Oh, this is Juliana. Yes. I sound like Ariel though, so good luck to you all. <laughs> um, did our first room at one p.m., which was the vault at Sherlock. Set the record! What? <laughs> Straight off a plane. Um, jet lag is hell. Jet lag is hell, but it was amazing. Like the immersion 
was like nothing I've ever seen. You don't actually even start. It's not like you ring the bell and wait in the lobby for a game master to come and tell you what to do. Ooh. You start on the fifth floor of a parking lot, and it's awesome. And then you get a text. <laughs> oh, you get a text? I gotta play this room. <laughs> the immersion includes the reason you have to get rid of your cell phones and a bathroom break. We were a little worried about that meeting in the on the parking lot. We were like, what if we have to? We don't see a bathroom here. But they managed to include everything. Everything that is a normal escape room that you would do in the lobby, they include in the story and in the immersion. It was, it was fantastic. Okay, I gotta find somebody it's to so play this cool. room with. <laughs> and that's the other beautiful thing about the construction of the room is you do need to have a team. Like the way it is built, you must have a team. And that's awesome. That is awesome. So far, I mean, so that was the first room we did. The last room we did was at was called the catacombs. And it was in actual catacombs of a church. Real catacombs. And I would say that one, the very last room, and I won't spoil anything, but I have never felt so much like I was in a movie. Like, just from at what you could see and what you were doing was the most emotion I think I have ever had. Feeling like, whoa, I'm suddenly in a movie scene and I am the main character, which is what, of course, all escape rooms want. And I've never felt that so much as the last room of the catacombs. Yeah, I would say coming from L.A., which is like home of the movies, we're like, we've got immersion. And we do. We have some excellent rooms that have really lovely immersion. But what we've experienced here in Amsterdam is just next level awesome use of like space and set and phenomenal. What's interesting is my cousin Jared, who's from here, not from here, sorry. He's from Southern California, but he lives here. He was saying that some of these, I was like, how are they getting like the old actual stock exchange to do this escape room or this church. And he said that the laws in Amsterdam are so strict about the historical buildings, about what you can do. So say you buy a building that has a shop in it when you move in, but you want to turn it into your house. You cannot turn it into your house. You have to find someone to run that shop. It has to stay a shop. If it's been a shop a hundred years, it's got to stay a shop. And if you can't find a shop, you have to just board it up and have it be unused space. Like, there's no alternative. It's just shop or nothing. So what that means is, play, he, so I was like, well, then how are they getting, like, the stock exchange? He said, well, it's actually perfect because places like that are not um, changing the actual building. You're not allowed to change the actual building. They're using the building, and that is allowed. So it's actually sort of perfect for the escape room world if you're willing and, I mean, why wouldn't you incorporate the building that you have into your narrative? So are the narratives based around the history of the building or are they just completely new narratives that just happen to be in a catacombs kind of thing? I mean, they, they definitely, yeah, no, they definitely um, use the, not maybe not the exact history of the building, um, but they start at the history of the building and then depart. And they incorporate, you know, bits of Amsterdam history throughout. That is so cool. Oh, I can't wait to play. Like I said earlier on my own while I was in the station, just like so far, Amsterdam has been kind of a whirl of like running from the airport to the train station to you guys to here. <laughs> and, uh, but I can't wait, cause, but I'm coming back. So it'll be good to, to kind of explore that. And thank goodness for WhatsApp. Oh my gosh, yeah, we're using WhatsApp to communicate with each other, thank goodness. <laughs>
and for actually being able to get data because we were a little worried. Julie, so from coming from the States, you can sort of pay a certain amount to have data. Julie Hanna's phone, we did this yesterday. It was like, yeah, you're paying, but we're not going to give you data. Yeah, it was like, you now have talk, text, and data. And I could talk, I called people, and that worked, and I could text people. But my data, it was like, turn on your roaming. And I was like, no, that's going to be very expensive. I'm not turning on my roaming. So I couldn't get any data despite having paid for it. Me and technology don't get along. Right? That's true. So this morning, we were like, we, you know, I was like, well, should we pay $10 to, you know, gamble to see if my data will work? And it did. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness, because I've, I've just been depending on the gods of Wi-Fi to to communicate and so far it's been okay but there's gonna be a moment where I'm like crap yeah the gods of Wi-Fi did not favor us like me for most of all like it didn't even work for me in the airport I tried multiple times in the airport didn't work then we got to our Airbnb and that Wi-Fi didn't work either so and the first cafe yeah so every cafe pretty much is supposed to have Wi-Fi in Amsterdam so we asked at the first cafe you can see that they have Wi-Fi and we asked for the password and she's like oh no it's only for staff like, why would you advertise why? that? Then? then at least name it something different so we don't know that it's your Wi-Fi that you're not sharing with us. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I will leave it there. This is going to be interesting because not only am I jet lagged right now, but uh, this is my first escape room of 2018 because I've been woefully busy. So I might be doubly Crip useless. <laughs> Cryptex Hunt took over. And then Mike and Ruby just got busy. So... I didn't have a team <laughs> and you're gonna do great all of your puzzling like skill has been building up and this is gonna be like the best room you ever do this is my moment okay <laughs> we'll chat afterwards hello again it is now about 9 15 p.m netherlands time i don't know actually what time zone we're in that's bad and i am here with James and Salem to talk about, and they have they have kindly agreed to drive me to Breda in their Tesla that they that they rented, and it's crazy and it's like a rocket ship and everything. Spaceship. Spaceship. It's a spaceship. It is totally a spaceship. And yeah, we just we finished two escape rooms, the lab and girls' room, and we had fun. And I figured, how's how has your guys' um, experience been in the Netherlands so far? Um, indescribable. <laughs> yeah. I'm speechless because I mean, in general, the Netherlands is incredibly breathtaking. Um, Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, and the games have been. I guess what we expected, but what we expected was really fantastic games because of all the people who've been to up the game before, talking about it. Like in the Slack chat, yeah, about how great they were. So taking advice from other other reviewers, you know, seeing what people tend to um, choose as like their must, you know, must do games if you're in the area. Um, I would say game wise, I, I'm loving everything we've done so far. Um, you know, we we did a, a few games that were uh, locations could not have been more perfect. So just just the space that's being rented. Um, in the well, it's a historic city, and so a lot yeah. of these games are taking advantage of these um, historic buildings. You know, we played a game um, underneath a church, 
in the called catacombs. the catacombs. In right. the catacombs of the church. Yeah, like it doesn't get. Yeah, Julian and Aria will tell me about that one as well. It, it doesn't get more authentic. It, it couldn't. Yeah. Be, it couldn't be more perfect. Even if they like had all the money, like it, that just that of a lot that alone, really sets the ideal environment for that sort of thing. Yeah, there's um, a difference between like you know the painted brick and the actual brick. Or, or that does make a difference. Or, yeah. Um, or, even the sense of sound, you know, when you're in that space, your voice has a different resonance. And all of that adds to the immersion. Wasn't it creepy, though? Um, no. I mean, okay. I mean, I guess some people screamed, but I, I think it was more like a spooky atmosphere. The more interesting thing that about that game and about some of the games that we've played is um, the theatrical nature of it. You know, multiple actors um, really trying to involve you Multiple endings. It's Multiple which, endings. Which having the actors in the room to, you know, help build the story and, and, and you know, move things along. Um, I would say at least a number of the games we've done have had multiple win states, multiple, lo- you know, end states, lose states. Yeah. Um, which, which, you know, the personalization that you get from that, like on top of everything else. Yeah, telling a story seems to be a lot more important in this market, mm-hmm. um, which just really appeals to me feels to me too yeah it's, 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 very, it's very fresh um it's different in a good way um, that's not to say that they're like master storytellers i mean we've just played some games where we're kind of scratching our heads from a narrative perspective <laughs> yeah well a couple of the games we played we we we've dissected them we still really enjoyed them but we just spent like half an hour dissecting it and what worked and what didn't but yeah like um, overall i've been impressed so far with just the two i've played yeah i don't think we've played any just straight puzzle focused games they've all been i mean some of them have been borderline larp games with puzzles and normally i would not be into that since i don't like interacting with people very much (laughs) but they've been so engaging so exciting i mean this was the first time that we played a game a heist game where it actually felt like a heist because it was in an actual decommissioned bank vault like, like, but not just because it was in a hundred-year-old bank, but because we had, like, two or three different actors. We had guards that we had to hide from. The escape room began <laughs> way, way before you got to the escape room, which, like, blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, that it seems to be a growing trend here, so. I, I love it. it like, um, you know, it, it gets you into the mood. It gets you, you know, into the story. Um, that one in particular with the interactive storytelling with the actors in the game. Yep. And then even before the game, you know, they had an app to download that tied into the game. That was a game to play. And then before you go to the building, they send you to a different building where the story starts. Anyway, so you and you guys are going to the up the game on Wednesday? Yep. 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 We're not we're not we're not owners. We're yeah, we're just enthusiasts who are taking advantage of all of the enthusiasts that are in the area so we can play games. Yeah, our friends, you know, we have a bunch of friends that um, are in the industry or in, you know, bloggers, bloggers. or podcasters. Yeah. Podcasters! That you drive in your spaceship. Seriously, it's crazy. <laughs> There's like a gigantic GPS. I took pictures. And it's got it's got wings. It's like a DeLorean met a spaceship, and oh my gosh! Anyway, I'm uh, of denting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best surprise ever. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time to deconstruct your day. And yeah, I'm sure there are a lot more escapes to be had and probably a lot more ranting to be had as well. Or like good ranting. Like, what's it called? I'm jet lagged. Okay. <laughs> I have no more words. I have no words. I have to focus on driving. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> thanks, guys. Hey guys, Manda here again, once again, speaking quietly because I am now in my Airbnb in Breda. It's fairly late. My host is asleep and he has to get up early tomorrow, so I don't want to be too loud. I don't want to disturb him. But I figured I do kind of want to just have a recap of the day because holy crap, it's kind of been... Well, I've said it several times, uh, so far a whirlwind, and yeah, that is, day one has been very eventful. I flew to two countries, that's cool. I played two escape rooms, my very first uh, European escape rooms, and I have to say, like, you know, like I said, James and Salem and I all dissected the, you know, the escape Netherlands rooms, but... At the same time, like, if that's their, if those rooms are their first rooms in the Netherlands, because I, I know the first rooms in um, Toronto, right, or Ontario, and it's not that they were bad, but when you compare, you know, the the rooms in the Netherlands, if that's their, if that's their generation one room, I'm really excited to see what what the others are like, what the newer rooms are like. And yeah, it, they were both solid rooms and a lot of fun. And and I, I really can't wait to play more. I am so tired. I am saying ums all the time. I'm probably making very little sense, but it's just been so awesome to get to meet people in person for the first time, to reconnect with people that I've already met. And to just see the enthusiasm of the community to yeah, and I haven't even gone to the conference yet, so I'm really excited to go tomorrow. Like I'm you know, I'm just like finally I'll <laughs> get to actually do the thing that I came here to do. And it'll be kind of nice to just sort of relax. I'm here, I don't have to go anywhere for a little while and I can actually kind of take in this country and you know, not have to rush anywhere. So that'll feel kind of nice. And I get to meet all sorts of people in the community and listen to experts talking about things like narrative and immersion. And it just thrills me so much that I get to do that. So today I'm sure there will be much more tomorrow as far as audio clips goes. I'm going to be, you know, spamming people with, with requests to speak, but I think it'll be really fun. So I think as far as a day one goes, that was, that was pretty epic. That was very epic. And now I'm going to sleep because I really need sleep. I had to rename the files for Arrow like five times because I just couldn't focus anymore. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much, guys, and we'll catch you on day two. Day two. Good morning. It is... Day two of my Netherlands adventure, and it is day one of Up the Game! Whoa! 
I'm so excited. I'm so, oh, I'm not so tired anymore. I think I've adjusted. When I woke up this morning, it wasn't so fun. Uh, I felt like I could sleep for about five hours longer, but I did get a good, like, seven and a half hours sleep, I think. So I'm, I'm on the right track to forgetting this jet lag. Uh, my Airbnb is pretty nice. I, my host is very nice and you know, I, I can't figure, I couldn't figure out the shower this morning. That was an adventure. And also the, the toilets here flush differently or like there's, there's like a button that you push as opposed to like a flusher. So I had to very gingerly try the button out and it's a very powerful button. I think there's two buttons, one for really strong flushing and one for not. Anyway, nobody wants to hear about the toilets, but except maybe Errol, but so I'm just taking a look. I'm packing up for the day. I'm happy. I don't have to bring things like my laptop along because that was really heavy, but I'm bringing obviously the mic. I'm bringing my chargers. I'll bring my 3DS in case I, you know, have some downtime. And I'm also looking at the schedule for today to see what I want to do and oh my gosh there's so much um i definitely oh yeah i definitely want to check out you know uh there's one called breaking the four walls transmedia storytelling there's meaningful choice in real games for from jasper will i think i really want to check that one out i definitely want to check escape games for large groups because well i can immediately relate to that having run a couple and um let's see oh like that those are all in the same room too there's just so much Ah, what do I choose? And then I have my panel, actually. I'm helping on a panel, and it's called Storytelling in Real Life Gaming. I'm a little nervous for it because um, I was only let last, let, like, I only knew last week that I was on it. So I'm hoping, but it's just supposed to be a conversation between a few people. I don't know who yet is on it, but I'm really excited to meet them. I'm assuming they're going to be, you know, really, <laughs> really, uh, well-known or at least they're they're really going to know their stuff so I'm I'm really excited to hear what they have to say so yeah I think I'm gonna download some instructions on how to get to the conference and then hopefully I will find my way there and get some breakfast along the way and we'll catch you guys soon I am back and I am standing here in the dome it looks amazing holy crap it's the dome prison and uh it's just it's massive this place is so big and so gorgeous and i can't believe like how much there is to see here so unfortunately you know everybody kind of just scattered once again it was my full intention to get people I have to be more like Errol I have to be more aggressive uh, I was planning on you know grabbing people getting sound bites and everything and interviews and and then we things just kind of got whirlwindy oh there's Bill I'm doing a sound but I so this is I, I Bill from oh, Escape This Podcast just came up so uh, what did you just uh, what did you just go what did you just, did you just go to a talk uh, I was at um Ariel and Juliana, Wild Optimists, talk on playtesting. Oh, how was that? It was really good. We were in it for a second. They mentioned us as a as a, st- t- a way to playtest your room. Oh. Um, yeah, no, it was really fun. They had like they broke it down to all these stages. It was one of those, you know, a talk is good when they say something in your head. You're like, I'm going to ask a question about that, and then they immediately go, 
but if you were thinking this, here's the and just answer every question I had over and over again. So it was, uh, it was really well done. Oh, that's awesome. I was just at um, Ken and Sarah's talk on uh, player experience, and that was also a lot of fun. So they, I have pictures, of course, and everything. So yeah. Oh. And I'm just talking, we're like, I was just saying, you know, I meant to get sound clips and everything, and everyone's scattered, and I'm just bad at this. But no. it's been so much fun so far. We just, we did the mobile scape, so you, oh, nice. you should do that later. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> we lost but uh, oh well <laughs> okay see ya <laughs> so that was bill yes anyway so yeah like uh, i've so far been to one talk and done the mobile escape outside it was pretty hilarious we did lose we had a couple of search fails but to be fair to us there was some drawers that were stuck in the room. So, you know, so, but I did get to see Ken and Sarah talk. I wanted to get a clip from them, but they were kind of swamped by people after their talk. Understandably, it was really interesting. They talked about player experience. There's all sorts of exhibitors here that look awesome that I'm going to check out. But I think now I'm going to go to the talk on... Meaningful choice in real life experiences. Yay! So I'm sitting in the Holy Grail stage now and I am joined by Lisa Spira of, oh my gosh, Room, room Escape Artist. I almost called you Real Escape Artist. That's I'm so it. tired. That kind of fits with the last topic that I went to. It was talking about blurring the lines between reality and um, immersive experiences. So, you know, real escape artist, room escape artist, it all fits. It all fits. Yay. So yeah, how's your experience been so far, especially compared to last year? Because you guys came last year, right? We were here last year and it's it's bigger. There are more people here. There's there's more on the show floor. There's just, there's more going on. There are more yeah. people to meet. So I'm really excited about that. Yay. And we, we did the mobile escape room earlier and... We did. We yes. did. <laughs> we lost, but we did it. <laughs> and you went to the. You mentioned you went to the talk on. I went on. A, went to the, one of the first talks this morning um, by Victor and Pim from Sherlock in Amsterdam, and it was about blurring the lines between um, reality and. Um, sort of mixed reality experiences and when you become a character and your own experiences and the different ways to do that in pre-game and post-game. They talked about different experiences, not all escape rooms that do that, but how escape rooms can draw from, from LARPs and other types of things that do that. That sounds really interesting. It's been so hard to choose between the talks. I know. Have you played Sherlock yet? I haven't. No, I have to find a team. So my hope is that somewhere here there's somebody who's going to be in Amsterdam on the 13th. And yeah, it'll be a team for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ash, we should, I think we're preparing for the next talk, which is on meaningful choices, and I'm really excited about this one. So, yay! All right, I'm back, and it's lunchtime, and I've run into Jake from Escape Maze. Yay! We've had very different experience this morning. So how's your up the game been so far? It's been really awesome. I've only done two courses so far and already I've thought the trip is worth it. It's uh, been yeah. so informative. Yeah, it really is. Like, I think we were talking just about like, it seems like this is less a thing on how to start an escape room and more on how do we get it to the next level. Yeah, that's totally what I'm taking away from it is how can I make our experience is even better. So I'm really happy that I came. Yeah, this is great. Eddie, and you're, you have family in the Netherlands, right? 
I do. So it's an opportunity to visit family as well as, you know, write it off as a business expense. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so you have like family to stay with and you can write off as just ex- business expense. That's awesome. Have you played any rooms in uh, the Netherlands? Like any new ones or? No, we didn't get a chance to play yet. Um, we did play one in London, but unfortunately it closed down two days after we played it. That's right, you did Time Run. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was a different experience altogether. And uh, I mean, I would recommend it, but you can't go. So I don't know when, when they will reopen, but it's certainly worth the, um, the experience. Uh, yeah, I just met Nick Moran, who designed it earlier, and he seems very cool. So anyway, I'll let you get back because I think yeah. lunch is ending soon. So uh, enjoy your afternoon talks and what are you going to do this afternoon do you think uh i'm going to play a game and then i'm going to four more workshops i believe so i'm really packing it in (laughs) get my money's worth (laughs) yay well enjoy you too we are back it is about halfway through the day now and have had we've had lunch we've gone to some talks i've met up with so many people from the slack channel it's been awesome and i really wanted to you know get a chance to talk to them and there's been a lot of promises to talk but you know everybody's running off to go to the talks there isn't actually a lot of downtime between rooms so between talks so i'm actually skipping out on this session of talks because I kind of want to check out what's in the exhibits or what's on the exhibition floor and see what's going on there. Maybe I'll, you know, get a couple of people there. And yeah, all in all, it's been really incredible so far. It's like a whole other type of talk than what I'm used to hearing from the escape room industry. So uh, I know that there was a talk on VR that was, that was pretty good. Um, I went to one on... Uh, a discussion on meaningful choices which was fascinating I really liked that one and I talked with the um, I talked with the speaker oh no I'm going to get his name wrong I think it was Jacob but I don't have my program open right now <laughs> and I will be, feel very bad for getting that wrong but yeah it was it was, it was was awesome and all in all you know everybody here is like everybody I meet is just so friendly and, and so willing to, to hear new ideas and it's, it really is a meeting to, like, listen to new ideas. So I think I'm going to go to the exhibition floor and see what's going on there. So I'm sitting here at uh, on the exhibition floor at Watson by Sherlock, and it sound, looked really cool, so I decided to stop by. So I'm sitting with, sorry, what was your name again? Johan. Johan, okay. So Johan and... Uh, Freddy. 30. And uh, yeah, so do you want to tell us a little bit about Watson and, and how you came about it? Yeah, sure. So uh, Sherlock started out in Amsterdam three years ago as an escape room company. Uh, and they are one of the leading escape room companies in the Netherlands, one of the best uh, reviewed uh, rooms. And uh, about that time, I started out uh, in other places building escape rooms for, uh, for people. Uh, and um, because of the name that Sherlock built up, they, uh, they get a lot of uh, clients that ask them to build things for them, but they don't have the capacity. So, so um, we joined up this year and started Watson as the production company of Sherlock to give, uh, yeah, give a face to uh, the company that does all these external assignments. 
That's cool. And you mentioned like Google and Glenn Levitt, Glenn Levitt as uh, as two of like your four, as two of your clients, I guess. Sorry, yes. I'm stumbling over all my words like a terrible podcaster. Uh, yeah. So uh, last year we did a Google experience. Google has uh, has an image problem here in the Netherlands and in Germany. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's it, it, it's uh, they say it's the worst in the Netherlands of the whole world on uh, on, on privacy and data sharing. Um, so they wanted to do something that would teach people uh, what Google does with your data. Um, and what we did in that process is we uh, we built a, a temporary uh, experience in Amsterdam. Um, where uh, people go into a factory, which is a sort of Charlie the Chocolate Factory, but then Google. So, <laughs> so it's a weird factory where androids walk around sorting emails and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and we built it for them so people could play it and learn a little bit about uh, what Google does uh, with data sharing. That sounds really cool. And, and, and obviously they, it worked well. Yes, it worked, worked really well. We had a lot of visitors, uh, and, and yeah, people liked it a lot. Uh, there were, it was a bit different than an escape room because we did, we did, did interactive physical games. Um, yeah, and there were skill-based and cooperation, uh, cooperating uh, um, with each other, um, and we explained at the start how the game works yes. which is completely different from an escape room where you need to figure everything out yourselves no. right <laughs> no puzzles yeah there were no puzzles it was just um, it was an experiential uh, or there's still a goal just yeah sure yeah, yeah there were you, you were you were actually helping Google with their product in a really <laughs> weird way yeah so uh, in an awesome way <laughs> yeah in an awesome way so you would be standing on a balcony seeing a projection of someone who was watching YouTube videos and around around those uh, around the projection you would see 10 other small projections of possible recommendations oh. And from the balcony, you would pick up balls and throw the balls at the at the the recommendation videos to choose which one you think are to be recommended. So okay, so you're being the recommended video section. <laughs> yes, you are, as you were the map section and you were the search section as well. So you had your own room full of stuff, and then people would ask you questions like, "I want to know." when the central museum will open and you need to run around in this room try to find some piece of information that will tell you wait a minute this is it and then you scan it and then you get three questions at the same time that's that actually sounds like a lot of fun that's awesome i can't wait to see what other things you come up with we 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 hope that that this day also will give us the possibility to create more of these experiences we really like to be able to to push the envelope in in yeah. this game to to try and do really new things and, and yeah. no locks and whatever we, nope. we turn away from that <laughs> and how's up the game been so far it's been it's been required on the exhibition floor but uh, I think everybody's going to the talks right now yeah yes um, I haven't seen many talks right now I uh, but, but it's been great we had uh, we had a great reception we have a, a we have way more people to talk to than we uh, than we thought, uh, and have real nice and interesting conversations. So uh, so it's been great for us. Awesome. And if people wanted to find you, where can they go? 
they can go to um, <laughs> no, they can go to Sherlock uh, slash Watson. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk. Yeah, thank you as well. Yay! Thanks. So moving along the exhibition floor, I'm at Escape Room Makers uh, Time Quest Lab. Yes, hello. Hello, and sorry, what's your name again? My name is Dima. Cool, and what do Escape Room Makers do? Escape Room Makers uh, make escape rooms <laughs> at first, <laughs> and uh, second they supply uh, escape room owners with uh, questions of what they have. Awesome. Yeah, I, I initially came over because there was a very creepy ring lady sitting there <laughs> but yeah so you make a lot of like silicone props and that sort of thing like see a lot of body parts here what's yes. what's one of the more unique items you've had to make uh, our new development is uh, argument reality we um, can use iPads in uh, escape rooms to see what uh, is not uh, exist in the real world I can yeah show you but oh. <laughs> you cannot uh, show just it just pulling out an iPad here mm. yes and <gasps> uh, uh, <laughs> oh that's fun yes. oh my gosh so he'd be on the show flow yes and <laughs> we also have uh, our girl yes so this is the ring girl what does she do oh my god <laughs> Okay, that's really creepy. <laughs> yes, like creepy escape rooms. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. That This looks really cool. I'm going to uh, leave it there for now, but thanks for... I hope you guys are enjoying up the game. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. yes <laughs> we, we are first time at the escape room conference. It's our training, I think, before next conferences. And it's quite interesting here. And yeah. it's a lot of interesting people. Yeah. yeah, really interesting people. Well, thanks, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Okay, I'm I'm moving along the exhibition floor, and now I'm at Exit Ventures with, was it Lena? Yes. Lena, okay. I saw your other name tag. Yay! So, Lena, so what is, uh, are you guys an escape room, or? Um, well, we're actually a full-service provider. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, we have game designers who design our escape room concepts. Then um, we build the whole escape rooms. We have set designers, electrical engineers, um, yeah, construction workers. Um, we also have an escape room software. Oh, cool. So we also have our IT guys who are working on that. So you just have this full contingent of, of builders and, and yes. software designers to help uh, escape room owners make their rooms the best experience possible. That's right. Yes. We also try um, to support um, newcomers with expertise in marketing, for example, nice. and uh, get them on their way. Awesome. And how's Up the Game been so far? Uh, so far, it's great. <laughs> I didn't see a lot of speeches. I'm always at the booth. Yeah, that's tough. They're, the speeches have been really great. It must be tough being at the booth all day. <laughs> so right now I'm at a booth call for a company called Loco. And uh, yeah, so I'm standing with Francie. Yes. Is that how it's pronounced? Great. And uh, yeah, so tell us a little bit about Loco. Uh, so Loco is an urban escape games platform. Uh, the idea is that it allows uh, current uh, escape room owners to scale their business outside of the escape room into the real world. Oh, so 
Uh, do you want to give an example of like one of your products? Or? Uh, we've just launched Loco, basically. We have another product which is called Nexto, which is launched in 45 locations in Slovenia. It's uh, a solo uh, kind of gamification platform, but Loco is meant for large groups, for collaborative gameplay, and especially to scale the business outside of the escape room. Yeah. That sounds really cool. And how's the... And so you just launched it? Yes. I mean, it, it, it's been a tough couple of months, actually, to get it ready for today or for yesterday or whatever. Oh, I yeah. can imagine. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I can't. <laughs> uh, how, how has the conference been so far? Awesome. Uh, very inspiring, uh, very interesting. Uh, it's a very thriving community nice. and obviously something that, that's on the rise. So that's very nice to see. Yeah. yeah. And if people wanted to check out your product, where can they go? Uh, they can go to localgames.live. Awesome. awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much for talking to me. Thank okay. you very much. Yeah, thanks. So I just found Lauren Scott, sorry, I'm looking down at your name tag from, is it Evolu Room Escape? Evolu Room Escape? Evolu? Oh, in Tasmania. That's awesome. And not only is she is she a Room Escape owner, but she was also a player of Prexa Quest, right? Oh my god, that was so much fun. And yeah, now I'm an addict of that style of game. Yeah. It stumped me many a time. It stumped so many people many a time. Like enjoyable stumping, like not a, oh my God, I'm just going to rage quit. It was very enjoyable, like, okay, little nudge and I'm there. Yeah, now I feel smart, even though I've totally got plenty of hints. <laughs> so uh, so did you finish Brexit Quest? We did, yes. Nick, my partner, who was I was doing it with, him and Anna, who we finished it with, they were number 49 and number 50. I was number 51 to finish, so they are in the top 50 and I am not. You're just in the top 100 though, that's even better. I tried to tell them that, but they just didn't listen. No, they were better. Top 50. Great friends, great friends. Uh, so how's, how's up the game been for you so far? Very, very eye-opening. Just the venue is amazing and the amount of people and the amount of knowledge is brilliant because, yeah, I'm from the Australian market, it's not... Like it's amazing, but a different market to you, European. So, yeah, this is thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, I found that the yeah, just the focus of the talks is so different from what they would have been in North America. Like, yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. I love how far into the future kind of thing some of the talks are. Just it's <laughs> interesting because my market is so different to that. But learning about it is just whoa. Yeah. So are you? Um, so what? Do you, yeah. So are you planning on going into any talks this afternoon? Uh, yes, I was looking at dropping by the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Got lined up for that. And other than that, I'll have to check my. I madly circle some, cross some, circle some, cross some, as to yeah. which one I'm eventually feeling like. So yes, we'll definitely be there. <laughs> yeah, it's been really tough to choose. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. So <laughs> yeah, actually thinking of that Brotherhood tomorrow because yeah. So. Yeah just trying to make up my mind because there are so many ones I'm just like oh that could be fun oh that could be fun oh that could be fun well it's awesome yeah so I'm sure we'll run into each other throughout the conference but thank you for taking the time to chat it's always good to run into other enthusiasts and people who actually know what Brexit is so oh was addicted for a while that was brilliant <laughs> fantastic okay thank you so I am at the tab tra- tab tracks booth with uh, Sebastian Yes, and uh, it looks, it's a really cool app. You just explained to me that, or his colleague explained to me that it's uh, 
you, 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 it's like an escape experience outside of an escape room almost. Yeah, in fact, um, we are also escape room owners and we always have the problem that there are a lot of questions when there are 30 or 40 people want to play in our rooms. And that's why we created these outdoor games um, where you can handle up to 1,000 players in your city. And now it's becoming interesting for the owners. Oh, wow. So it's an, it's an app they can buy, right? Yeah, it's an app uh, for creatives. Um, you can adapt everything. You can individualize um, all the games. Uh, you can create your own game ideas. Or you can also use our prepared games, uh, which you can um, use for your customers. That sounds like a, a really good option for, for people who like don't can't get a return business immediately, but can give their players an additional experience. Exactly. Um, it's, it's really great for game designers yeah. who have an idea in their mind yeah. um, but have no application where we can they can realize their product and now um, with tap tracks they can um, use our backend and develop a really cool game with every feature they have in mind cool and yeah I think your colleague was mentioning uh, bachelor parties is a common one that you guys get now yeah, um, we have bachelor parties, <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. and they really love our uh, city tours. And they play it every weekend from oh, dusk till dawn. Cool. <laughs> um, but we also are interested in companies um, who want to make a cool team building event in the city or in their hotel room or in the congress or in their own facilities. So you can adapt it everywhere and wherever you want. Cool. And uh, are you enjoying the conference so far? Um, I'm mostly here at my table, but yeah, I love it. <laughs> and if people wanted to find you, where can they go? Uh, website? Uh, it's uh, taptracks.com, and there's also a form where you can contact us, and we will recontact you if you're interested in Taptrax. Thank you so much for talking to me, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Yeah, thanks, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So I'm, I'm standing here now with... Uh, Yolanda, is it Choi? Chu. Chu, sorry. <laughs> I'm already failing. Who is uh, um, the owner of Asia Escape Game? Is that the name of your company? Yeah, and so you are from Taiwan. You came all the way over here. Holy moly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Asia Escape Game is actually a blog. And I'm, I'm, I was an owner from Taiwan, but I didn't. I leave my business last year, and I start my like Asia Escape Game this blog from last year, and wish to connect more industry in Asia, and that's why I come here because I want to like connect uh, both Western and Eastern country to let let the owners from each side to know each other well. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And yeah, so you're doing a talk tomorrow, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the Asian countries industry tomorrow morning. And mostly I'm cover about the industry on the East East Asia, like in China, Japan, Taiwan and Thailand or Singapore, like the east side of Asia. And it's most interesting that Japan has started the escape game train the earliest at like 2007. Yeah. So it's very nearly 10 years. Yeah. So it's really head away of the industry. So I'm going to share about how did they make it and what the trend now in Japan is very different, even in Asia country. That's that sounds really interesting. I can't wait to hear that. Have you done any escape rooms here yet in in Amsterdam? Yeah, I have done the Sherlock and the Logic Lock catacombs, and the catacombs is just like the most <laughs> most interesting game I have play, played in Europe. 
Oh man, I'm playing that on Saturday. On Saturday I am. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And are you enjoying the conference so far? You mentioned you came last year as well. Yeah, yeah. I came last year, and uh, I met many people I know last year. So I'm, it's great to meet them again this year. <laughs> yeah, and I also uh, met other country, uh, other owners uh, from the other countries. So it's nice to know more about the other countries' industries. And I wish they can follow more on the Asia side, and then I can bring more point of view to them. That sounds really cool. I agree. I think I think the East and the West need to communicate or like need to share their trends more and that. But yeah, so I'm really excited to hear you talk, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thanks. Hello, it's Amanda once again. What am I saying? It's always me, and it is the end of day one of Up the Game, and I am currently walking. And trying to find my Airbnb. Uh, I do not have data. I cannot find a Wi-Fi signal. So I am somewhat dependent on the, well, very dependent on the locals to tell me where I am going. So I hope I'm going in the right direction. I'm in Breda and whatnot. So when last I left off, I had been circling the exhibition floor. And then I had to go off and do my panel. And it was great and I do have to say it's a very different feel here it is a very different feel here I do feel like in North America less so now but the talks are very much about you know how do we do like is story important and here it's pretty much it's pretty much assumed yes story is important and now and, and these talks are more focused on the how so it was very cool to talk with other panelists as well David Lisa Spira was on the panel which was very nice and you know she gave a lot of great input and everybody gave great input and you know I can't wait to see to see what happens tomorrow I just got out from the dinner as well I did decided to do the 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 dinner experience and it was a lot of fun but, oh man, I think I'm lost. These streets take a lot of twisties and turnies. So I'm gonna try and go to that lit area. <laughs> anyway, the dinner was great. I got to meet a lot of enthusiasts and uh, not just like owners. And uh, I ended up talking with um, Rolf from Cosmos Games who makes the exit games. And I talked with someone who, uh, I wish I, Victor. I think his name is Victor. He's on the enthusiast groups a lot. And he makes pop-up games in France. And yeah, overall it's been really cool. Like I've, I've just, I've talked with a bunch of people and uh, everybody seemed to enjoy the panel. It was great. We had input from the audience as well. And we will see what tomorrow brings. So tomorrow there's Bill and Danny's talk. There's Dave and Lisa's talk. I can't wait to see what happens. It's awesome. Okay, I'm super tired again, and I probably should figure out where I'm going, so I will leave it there for now. Bye-bye. Day three. It is me, Amanda, sleep-deprived as ever. Woohoo! <laughs> so, it is day two of the conference, day three of my trip to Europe, and I'm really excited to go back and see what's going on. Last night, uh, after I after I signed off last night, I was kind of lost. Uh, 
I was really lost, let's face it. And I had to, I, I was asking some locals if they could help me home. It's really tough without a data signal or uh, the ability to get Wi-Fi. So huh, I can't seem to download offline maps, but I think the, the only reason I got lost was because we went to a pub afterwards. And that's, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to how we got to the pub. So that is on me. <laughs> Luckily, one of one of the people giving me directions was actually one of the speakers at the conference yesterday who's Dutch and who saw me wandering around looking terrified, not maybe not terrified, probably terrified. He said I looked pretty desperate. So, I I got some I was able to use his data to find my address and then I got a little lost again. Uh, but I, I actually didn't have to ask anybody after that. I managed to deduce where the street I was at was. And it's tough because these the European streets seem to like twist and turn and go, you know, any which direction. So if you if you are given the directions to go straight, that street might actually like branch off at some point. And so straight means a very different thing. Huh. At any rate, I got home all right. I couldn't work the lock either, and I had to ring my poor host, <laughs> and and so he had to come out and help me. Um, but I'm hoping that that doesn't happen tonight. Gosh darn it! I should have. I was so tired. I should have asked him to actually demonstrate how the lock works. He did sort of. He's like, "Oh, look, it was open all along," and I still don't know how it happened. But. Going back to the conference today, let's take a look. I should have, oh yeah, here's my program. Let's take a look at what, um, what I want to go see. I'm really sad because I, I think I missed out on signing up for the Ubisoft VR demo, and I think it's all sold out, Ugh, which makes me sad because they didn't, I don't think they really gave a chance to... They gave a talk on their VR yesterday, and I think at the talk, they were saying, oh, go sign up, and then everybody who was at the talk went and signed up, and so now it's all gone, which I feel worse, actually, for the poor people who are just coming for day two, who don't even stand a chance of getting in, and so that's kind of, it, it is disappointing, but there's tons of other stuff, so let's see. We have... Um, I, I kind of want to see the Horror Escape Rooms 101. Uh, I think that sounds like fun. Uh, Yolanda Chu, I interviewed her yesterday, and she's doing a talk on the escape game industry in Asia. I actually kind of really want to see that. And once again, oh, although once again, uh, Ariel and Juliana's panel is, is at the same time as the Horror Room one, and I do want to see one of theirs. <sighs> once again, this is getting tough. Um, less so than yesterday. I think yesterday was... Oh, this one looks interesting, too. There's dynamic mechanics, the blending of interactive sound design, puzzles, gameplay, and hint delivery system. All of this looks really cool. Uh, and, of course, I want to see David and Lisa's talk uh, toward the end of the day. And I want to see the live session of Escape This Podcast, because that, that's going to be very fun, I think. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. So... Day one was great, and day two promises to be even greater. Huzzah!
Okay, so I am standing here on day two with uh, Benito from Durham Escape Rooms. I don't know why I looked at your name badge. It's just become a habit. Oh, well. <laughs> it's because some people usually pronounce it wrong, so they want to kind of get the visual. I guess so, but I've been saying your name for like, anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and Jake again from, uh, from Escape Maze, and we are on day two of Up the Game. This is the very Woo-hoo! start of the day. Yeehaw! We are all going for our free tea and coffee vouchers. And <laughs> I love it when they do that, though, because, uh, you know, you rush out of there, and then you come here, and you go, okay, now I can use my coupon to get a little breakfast, a little tea. Awesome. Exactly. And I'm like a hobbit. I like second breakfast, so ah. the more breakfast I can get, the better. <laughs> and so how, how has your up-the-game experience been so far? Well, this is uh, my first one. Uh, I'm having a blast. I mean, um, uh, the irony of it being in a prison is uh, not lost on me. I think it's hilarious. Uh, the workshops have been great. There were a couple games we've played. Um, uh, it's great seeing familiar faces, connecting with new people. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm having so far so good. I have nothing bad to say. Any favorite talks so far you've been to? Um, not the one that I may or may not have taken over. Uh, but no, uh, the first one that, uh, the very first one of the day yesterday with Victor and Pim, uh, from, uh, Sherlock was unbelievable. Yeah. Grabbed so much, uh, knowledge from them. Uh, I even talked to them afterwards on the trade show floor. Uh, we're going to play a couple of their games on Friday. Uh, but the workshop was, uh, I think is going to help us elevate our games, um, to a different level. Yeah, I heard their talk was phenomenal. I, I think it's going to be available online later, so that'll be good. No one can look for it. <laughs> and that's from Benito. <laughs> and what are you hoping to see today? Um, whew. Uh, I'm really excited to see David and Lisa Spira's talk uh, in the afternoon. I played both of the games yesterday, which uh, were both... Um, well put together but uh, chaotic at the same time it's what happens when you put 40 people in a room together Um, (laughs) they're all escape room owners as well so that adds to it Um, so I I have literally a talk every hour Um, I want to maximize my time here but there's a a horror one that I'm looking forward to going to uh, David and Lisa's and then I just don't remember every single other one that I'm going to because it's on my list and my list is in my bag right now there you go how about you Jake same (laughs) same. <laughs> my list is in my bag. I know which room I'm going to because I last night before I went to bed, I was like, yes, this one, this one, this yeah. one. It's really hard to choose between um, the ones that are all available. There's like five different ones you can do at any time period. So uh, it's hard to choose, but I've done it. It's in my bag. I'm going to go. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for taking the time to chat. Yeah, and no I know having us. And I know we'll probably catch up during the conference as well. Sure. We'll go for some Stroopwaffle. Yeah, Stroopwaffle. They're really good. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Okay, thanks, guys. I'm standing with Ethan. I can't see your last name. Rodriguez Torrin. Ethan Rodriguez Torrin from Escape Industries in Connecticut. Connecticut, right? Connecticut. Sorry, all the all the rooms are blurring together for me now. Uh, And yeah, how's your experience been so far? It's been really great. Um, <laughs> love the speakers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, love the venue, obviously. Yeah. Um, definitely. So I was at 
Transworld um, in St. Louis yes. earlier. We were both there earlier this year. So this is definitely like a very high caliber of speakers here, I feel like, yeah. c compared to there. Um, there aren't as many booths, so like not as much tech and such. Um, right. but, we've, but we've met some really interesting people. Yeah. And like been mostly very inspired. I think that was like the big takeaway from here. Is like there are a lot of people doing a lot of like very interesting non cookie cutter things in the escape room world or like related to the escape room world. Yeah. And that's been like very cool for us. Yeah. Any favorite talks so far? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Um, Pim and Victor, I think from um, <laughs> from Sherlock, yeah. gave a really cool talk. Yeah. Um, and that was like pretty inspiring. And also um, Alan, who does the kind of like the game like um, alternate reality game, oh. like personalized experiences. Yeah. That was a really cool, it's not a business we're gonna get into because yeah. alternate reality games creep me out, but it was like really cool <laughs> to see how he's like what he's doing. He did some something on like involving a cruise for like a Chinese billionaire and all her friends where he had people like flown to all the different ports that they were stopping at and playing different like like someone checking their bags and yeah. all that stuff. It was really cool. Are you doing, uh, what else are you doing today? Um, we're going to more talks. We're finally getting a chance to check out all of the booths, mm -hmm. um, eat all of the good food. And then I think we're exploring Breda later. Yay! Uh, we might be playing the Ubisoft game, the Assassin's Creed VR, if yes. we get a slot. Um, yes. And one of us is going to be playing Brotherhood of the Sea. I was hoping to get on that one. I'm on a waiting list, I think. I got in really early. I think Max wants to play it more, so I'm just going to give him my name tag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be Ethan. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good name. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, so I hope you enjoy the rest of your conference. Thanks, Mana. I am now standing here with Danny of Escape This Podcast. Bill has gone wandering off. Who knows where. <laughs> How are you feeling, Dan? So you're you're pretty jet lagged still. It's a constant fight against <laughs> the sleep. It comes exactly when you don't want it to, and then you spend the rest of the time just going, "Okay, what time is it at home? Wait, what? It's two p.m. at home. What's the matter with my brain?" <laughs> but as far as the conference goes, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. the location, just walking in, yeah. is just wow. one big wow factor. Yeah. It's. Really impressive. Everyone here is so professional. They know exactly what they're talking about. I'm a little bit intimidated. I, I just started a podcast. Anyone can talk and write down words. Shh. No, 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 no. Don't tell them that. It's a really difficult, challenging business, podcasting. And really, it compares with any of these people who are investing all of their life savings into their work. There you go. That, that's, that's better. Uh, you have a show later, right? Yeah, it's coming up in a couple of hours now. Fingers crossed people show up and listen to it. Yeah. I'm going to be there. Apparently, I might be on the stage. Uh, we'll see. You know what you're doing. You know how to play our game, so you'll keep it going smoothly. I know how to, you know, ignore Errol. That's about <laughs> my only skill. But <laughs> Actually, I don't even have that skill. <laughs> so what are you hoping, what else are you hoping to see at the conference? All right, so I believe there's a, one, there's a speech that's about LARPing coming up soon, which is pretty exciting. I, I haven't done any LARPing myself, but I'm pretty big in the RPG scene, so I'll be very happy to see how that sounds. It just came from the one, uh, the talk on escape rooms for TV. Oh, yeah. That was fascinating to watch because, again, like doing escape rooms for a podcast, that's a whole different sort of editing process and f different focuses that you have to... Yeah look at it's yeah it's been pretty great i think there might be oh i really want to hear the room escape artists talk that's coming up right before ours so we might have to sneak off a bit before the end but just yeah. talking about the best and worst rooms that they've had 
Oh yeah, I'm super excited about that. Exactly. <laughs> That's going to be some great stories, I'm sure. Awesome. Well, thanks. I'll let you get to your talk. Thanks so much. <laughs> and I'm back. We were just finishing up lunch, and then I'm going to run off and go to another talk. I'm thinking of going to uh, either Safety Matters, the evolution of escape games, or real-life games in public spaces and heritage sites. I think... Both sound really interesting. It's really hard to choose these dumb talks. Ugh. Anyway, uh, this morning's been great. I So far, I've been to a talk on... I went to Ariel and Juliana's second talk, and it was about alternative lines of escape room business, and it was very, very cool. It was... It was um, well, had, they had some great ideas. And then I went to a talk on the escape game industry in Asia, which was for Yolanda Chu. Uh, sorry, that was spoken by Yolanda Chu, and, and it was it was really interesting to see kind of the comparison of how escape rooms in Asia differ from the ones in the Western world, and of what their similarities are, and where the trend is going. Because Asia is a few years ahead of us as far as how long escape rooms have been around. So that that was really interesting. And then also, I managed to be able to get to play the VR experience for Ubisoft uh, called Oh crap, I have a picture of it, but it was uh, basically an escape room based on Assassin's Creed and it was a demo of it and they were all booked up they were booked solid and I kind of followed Lisa Spira down because she had an appointment to test it out and I kind of hung around hoping that her partner wouldn't show up so that maybe I could play but he did show up because you know it's an awesome thing to try out but then uh, another player got um, vertigo got they, they discovered they were afraid of heights so her husband came in and just looked at me and said do you want to play because you know we need another player for this so I got to join and it was so much fun I haven't done many VR experiences but this one is the best one I've played so far it's just so smooth and so intuitive and I didn't feel sick and I didn't feel I didn't actually feel that scared of heights which surprised me so uh, I'm really excited I wanted to get an interview with them but they can't do any official PR yet so I'm hoping that they you know I'm hoping that it comes out soon because I would love to play the full version of it and that's that I should get to my next talk and I will catch you guys later so I am back in the exhibitor's room, and I am sitting with Nicole, who is a... Are you an attendee uh, to this year's conference? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> have you been enjoy enjoying it so far? Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. yeah, it's really great. Although I have to say, last year I was more surprised by the talks, and I was a little bit more... Um, got a little bit more best practices than this year, so I'm kind of a bit sad, but... Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting what we've, where we've seen the focus go. Do you have any favorite talks from this year, or...? Um, well, actually, uh, I was very surprised about the first talk. I think it was the Horror House Room. Right. Um, because I just really like how he was presenting, and it was quick, and it was fun, and it was understandable, <laughs> and I like... Yeah, very good vibe. And I didn't expect it at all because I don't own a horror escape room, so yeah. it's cool. Good good presenters are hard to find sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like good speakers. <laughs> and do you own an escape room? Yeah, right now I'm building my first uh, first escape room. So, yeah, it's really, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and therefore I'm here to learn a little bit about uh, best practices out of the fields. Yeah. So yeah, you were mentioning like you 
we're hoping for more of that. Is there a particular topic that you would love to see covered next at next year's conference? Well, um, I'm not that good uh, technically, so I was hoping to learn a little bit um, uh, uh, a little bit more about that. Uh, and I would really have loved to do the marketing workshop uh, this year, actually, but it was so full already, so oh, yeah. I was too late. <laughs> well, that's fine. Marketing is important. Well, thank you for talking, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your conference. Thank you, you too. <laughs> I am sitting here with Nick Moran of the now former Time Run. It is the end of the day of the conference, so you're probably going to hear everybody clapping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's very excited right now. Yeah. So how have you enjoyed the conference? Uh, it's been um, fun. I think it's been uh, like over two days from last year, and I was a little concerned that there'd be less kind of good content. But overall, I think uh, they've done a really good job, especially day one um there were some really good talks but day two i thought was like it was almost impossible i think amanda and i were just discussing this almost impossible to use every, every time slot yeah yeah it was oh. so difficult um but overall up the game if you i mean for people who are listening if you haven't been uh it is definitely worth traveling for especially if you're interested in the kind of the experience economy uh the future of escape games or just meeting lots of really interesting really cool people who are very talented about what we're very talented in their particular area like passionate about what they do you should really come to have the game I'm, i feel like i'm selling up the game i get no cuts <laughs> on up the game so this is just like real real experience lies we just actually did escape this podcast you were so you were on that one you were on another panel as well i think right a panel about the future of the industry, which is one of these things that a 45-minute uh, panel, uh, which could only touch on sort of six or seven ideas about the future of the industry. But uh, the future is bright, is my overall uh, overall kind of snapshot. Uh, it's bright unless you have a bad game. And uh, no one listens to this podcast podcast of a bad game, right? 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 Right, right, right. right. Totally, totally. <laughs> and are you hoping for anything next year? Next year, I would be surprised if I wasn't speaking. But I like not in an arrogant way, but the thing we're about to launch something that's going to be really cool for the industry. Um, so it's kind of the next phase of Time Run as a company. Um, and so uh, there's a lot to talk about it because it's very much about it's a kind of partnership with an existing brand is all I can say at the moment. And I think. Um, you can't. You, you might guess it, but you probably won't. Uh, but uh, you'll be like, oh, when you do get it. So, uh, like, uh, it's going to be really good for the industry. So, therefore, there'll be a lot to say about that because it's the first thing of this type. I, ugh, I've heard about this secret project, and I, or not secret project, but I've heard of a couple others people say like, oh yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, it's going to change. And I'm just, oh, okay, I'm dying now. So I can't wait to find out what it is. Soon, the next, uh, in the next thirty days. Woo, okay, that's it soon. All right, well, thank you so much for talking, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed your conference. I have done. Come to up the game, friends. Come to up the game. <laughs> Seriously. So I'm sitting here now with Bill and Danny of Escape This Podcast, and they have just finished their very first live show. Woo! And I was on it, which was kind of freaky, but it was awesome. Um, so uh, how, do you, how do you guys feel? Yeah, look, it was fun. It I'm glad all the nerves are gone. Uh, I'm, yeah, now I just get to sink down into sleepy happiness. <laughs> yeah, it is currently in our bodies like 3 a.m. So, so it feels like very late at night, even though we're just at the end of the day. But no, it went really well. Um, you were on, you did really well. We had Nick Moran um, also on. 
Uh, and then we swapped some audience members in, um, Ethan and, and, and Ken from the audience, who, who did really well. We swapped them out halfway, uh, one of them uh, feigning that he just broke his leg and got left behind by the rest of you, which was rather rude, but, you know, that's just what you do. Uh, no, it went really well. Uh, I think everyone had a fun time. Um, we, we, did, we managed to get it all organised in the end, and, and it, yeah, it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. I know the I know the that the audience was a bit smaller because it's the end of the day on the last day and there's other things. But everybody who was there was like laughing and engaged, and I think overall it really went well. I know that you um, you were saying that you sorry, Danny, you saying that you kind of not dumbed down, but you made a simpler game than you normally make, right? Yeah, I mean, the whole point of this was if new people were listening or watching that they would get a feel for how this worked rather than trying to get straight into the most complicated one I could think of right yeah. away. And there's also the time constraint. We had to make a shorter room um, and, and a big part of that is also reducing complexity, you know. Um, and being live, I can't cut out when a puzzle gets very complex and people sit and think without kind of achieving anything for a while. You know, it's harder to make that a, a good audio experience. So, so live, I think it was, it was a really good show to do live and it worked, it worked out well. Well, it's awesome. I really enjoyed it and the experience and I'm sure that everybody was there that did as well. And I hope you guys get to do it next year. Yeah, that would be very cool. Man, that's thinking far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Thanks, guys, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Yeah, Thank wonderful. You. Wait, there is no rest of the conference. Ah! <laughs> and I'm standing here now with Ralph from Cosmos Games. And he, uh, if you don't know, Cosmos is the company that produces the Exit Games. So it's really exciting to see you here at the conference. How are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, it's a great, a great experience. It's almost over now, but uh, two days really of full excitement and interesting stuff to learn, yeah. Any highlights? Mm. I think the the highlights were definitely the people meeting here. So all the the different kind of people, so many enthusiasts. Uh, <laughs> that's that's really great. Yeah. I know that you're you're from the tabletop world. So did you get a chance to see any of um, Ariel and Juliana's talks while they were here? Yeah, of course. I saw both of them, and that was like the the definite things to to go to, and was uh, also nice meeting them and, and speaking to them. They are really totally nice and kind and and really was good experience to talk about them about board games because we have similar experiences when testing the games developing the games was really interesting and fun yeah well it was awesome chatting with you any any um any escape rooms you're going to get to before you go or you i think you said you were heading straight back soon yeah i'll leave tomorrow from from amsterdam and unfortunately, I'm traveling alone, so it's not so easy to go to, to rooms uh, this time. I can commiserate. I managed to find groups, but it's so hard when you're alone here. But I will come back to Amsterdam for sure, because I've heard about uh, two or three rooms that I think I have to do. So, yes. yeah, I'll be yeah. back. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for chatting, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your trip. Thank you. You too. We are like past the end of the day now, but I'm standing here with Tone, who is uh, also an attendee at Up The Game. How are you enjoying it? Uh, my head is uh, full, uh, spilling over actually, I'm about to burst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad it's over so I can go home and digest everything on the train. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were talking earlier and you were mentioning you're opening an escape room. We're thinking of opening an escape no, we, room. We opened uh, in February. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm also digesting all the stories. <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, any highlights from this one? Um, the guys from Sherlock Amsterdam, uh, who were talking about transmedia um, and how everything starts even before people have found you, uh, especially from the, the story and the narrative point of view or the experience in the broad sense of the word. Uh, I, I think they were like some, like, I think they were the star of the, the show. That seems to be the common thread. They, uh, yeah, they deserve a rock star status. Uh, I haven't played their game yet, so my expectations are high now. So do you think you come again next year? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> sure. You? <laughs> I would really love to, but oh my gosh, those flight prices. <laughs> yeah, it's a benefit of uh, only having an hour train to catch. Very true. Also very true. So if people wanted to find your escape room, where can they go? Uh, they can go to... Yeah, well, they have to come to Belgium, actually. So uh, yes. for all the international listeners, uh, whatever you heard of Belgium, it's true. Uh, but we're also quite nice uh, and we're situated in Ghent which is in the northern part of uh, Belgium uh, and it's called the Kelder or translates into the cellar if you're from the UK or the basement uh, if you're from North America so uh, it's at www.thekelder.be uh, I'm not going to spell it out but uh, yeah just find us on uh, if you're looking for escape rooms in Ghent well, thanks so much. I'm. I'm. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank and you. I'm dreading myself to hear myself on the podcast uh, one day. Uh, It'll be awesome. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks. <a lot>. thanks. <laughs> Hello again. I am back for one last talk about the conference. I am back in my Airbnb. Up the game is almost officially over. There's just the after party left, which I am preparing to go to. But I figured it would be better to record my thoughts before I went off. Last night I was up super late um, getting the footage uploaded and everything. And I, I, I kind of just want to get that out of the way now and then be able to enjoy the night and just crash when I get home. But it, it was a great second day. And I've... I mean, this was my first up the game conference. So I had nothing really to compare it to. But I had a lot of fun. It's a very... It's a very different focus from from anything I've seen in North America. And I know I've mentioned that a few times now, probably in the recordings. But, I, you know, I, I can't reiterate it enough. Overall, today was awesome. I was on, I ended up being uh, a guest on Danny and Bill's episode of Escape This Podcast. And, and you know, I mentioned in there, like, yes, there, there weren't that many people um, there, but the people that were there really enjoyed it. And I really hope that they get the attention they deserve next year. If, if hopefully there is a next year and you know, and it was great fun. Like it was just, it was just fun. It was a really great way to end the day. I also went to, uh, David and Lisa Spira's uh, talk on the, um, the, the successes and failures of many escape rooms or like the, the trends that are happening. And it was so good. It was so excellent. They voiced many of the things that if we haven't already talked about it on the podcast have been in my brain for quite a while. And it was great to see them not only be able to bring those up, but to back it up with examples. And again, they continue to floor me with how, you know, well-spoken they are and how fair they are in their assessment. And 
and you know like it's it's a very thin fine line to to walk to be both fair and blunt but they managed to do it so that was great i went out to dinner with everybody with a bunch of people including ken and david and lisa and julian and ariel and uh andrew oh yeah that's right i went to a talk um done by andrew preble who uh it does who owns escape my room in new orleans and it was incredible it was about world building and again he brought up so many good points so i just walked out of the whole thing really inspired kind of wishing that i you know i I had a room to design and and uh you know i just really impressed with the speakers there and the community there and i i i wish that i i mean if i had any regrets i wish that i had reached out to more people at the conference everybody was very friendly i started to today but it was kind of a a bit too late and you know well not too late it's just by the you know i was a little less shy by the second day and i i was sticking a less around my core group or you know the people that i knew so uh i i wish that i had done that more earlier on but i've met some incredible people and i've they're all added onto facebook they're all added onto my social media and i really hope that we can keep in touch and i i would totally come back next year. I would. If there were things that I wished, um, you know, I I haven't had time to let the conference sink in, but, you know, some things that I would wish for next year, uh, if I wanted to see, or things I want to see more of, I would love to see more, you know, it's great to have a conference where everybody agrees that immersion is important, that storytelling is important. I would love to get to more of the hows. I would love to get more to the nitty gritty. I would love to have a whole panel on just one element of storytelling rather than, you know, a a very basic um, overview of it. Overall, like, congrats to Up the Game. They did a great job. Tomorrow I have my prison escape, which is going to be phenomenal. Uh, I might have one more recording after this just to kind of do more of a postmortem once everything sinks in. Maybe I'll talk with Errol. Maybe I will uh, just write a blog post about it. I'm not sure yet. I have been keeping up the blog. It's been difficult, but I have managed so far. And, yeah, I'm... I can't say enough about it. So I should get ready for the after party because if there's anything we deserve now, it's a, it's a good dance. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. I, I really hope that the recordings that I did, you know, were helpful for you, that they, you know, that they gave a, a sense of the awesome community that I engaged with. And if you, I, I'm pretty sure that Up The Game is going to upload all of the videos of all of the talks. I would highly, highly recommend that you that you check them out. I am definitely going to. I missed so much during this conference, and it, I would be remiss if I didn't listen to some of these talks, especially, it seemed like the guys from Sherlock, they, they just give this phenomenal talk that I just have to listen to. So yeah, um, I hope that you all consider going to up the game in the future. And I, I really hope that we get more conferences like it. And I really hope that we get a good mix of those things. Like we get a good mix of tech talks and, and story talks and puzzle talks and all of that sting stuff. So yes, thank you so much. And we will catch you back in Canada. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Room Escape Divas. You can find Room Escape Divas on InverseGenius.com, a community of other podcasts who have interesting topics just like ours.
If you want to email us, you can do so at roomescapedivas at gmail.com, or you can even connect with us on our Facebook or Twitter. We don't have a Twitter account, but you can use the hashtag redivas and you will get a hold of us. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.